I'm Kelly. And I'm Katrina. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the Glass Chest. Hi, everyone, to a new episode. Katrina, I always ask, how are you? But red or blue? Uh, is it a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Gray. Gray. Interesting. So I'm going to repeat the question that I just said. There were two options, red or blue, as in you would choose red or blue. Or. Okay, thank you for listening <laughs> to, <laughs> to our episode okay. of The Glass Chest. Uh, you can see, <laughs> find us on Instagram at The Glass Chest. And till then, stay classy. <laughs> No, 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 we're joking. So, or I'd like to think that we're joking. Anyway, welcome back, Katrina. Komasava. Koma. That's not. Ooh, I. How art thou? Thy? Thou. Uh, thou. How art thou? Just dandy. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Asking. How art thoust? Oh shoot, thoust. Thy is alright, Tith? You can tell we're not English majors. and <laughs> We're not. But we do have opinions. Somewhat. They might not be strong opinions, but they're there. And today we will be put to the test to choose an option through a series of questions of this or that. Or. Yeah, I have nothing to, to add on to that, but we, yeah, we're just going to do this or that. <laughs> there are a lot of polarizing opinions and preferences out there, like red or blue. And purple. Purple. And I want to know what Kelly thinks, this or that. Yeah, I want to know what Katrina thinks. I, are we even on the same page? I wonder if we're going to agree at all. All right, so on this episode, you are going to hear Katrina and I fight. This will, be the end. <laughs> this will be the end of the podcast. We wanted to thank you for all of your support throughout these past few weeks. Just a few weeks that we've had this podcast on. It's been about a month. Yeah. I'd like to thank you for your support this past month. The end. All right, everyone. So for... Today's episode, we're keeping it light. We've had some heavy topics over the past couple of weeks, but actually, you know what? This episode might get a bit deep. This is not light. But we will start with a lightning <laughs> round of this or that. So if you can't already tell, this or that is where we choose this or, or that. that. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to start us off, Kelly? No, you can start us off. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have Google read our options, and we're going to answer at the same time. Let's go. All right. <laughs> okay. The first question. Pen or pencil? One, two, three. Pen. Okay, let's go. <laughs> one, one of one. We're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> and follow-up question. Black or blue ink? One, two, three. Black. Blue. Th that's okay. it. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Pineapples on pizza, yes or no? One, two, three. Yes. Ocean or mountain? One, two, three. Ocean. Freckles or dimples? One, two, three. Dimples. Television shows or movies? One, two, three. TV. Tattoo or piercing? One, two, three. Tattoos. Summer or winter? One, two, three. Winter. Summer. Cinnamon rolls? Cut or unroll? One, two, three. Unroll. Iced coffee? Tea or hot coffee? Tea. Hot beverages or cold beverages? One, two, three. Cold. Iced. Oh, okay, cold. iced. Yeah, yes, it, iced. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skydive or deep sea dive? One, two, three. Skydive. Sky YouTube or TikTok? One, two, three. YouTube. On roller coasters, loops or drops? One, two, three. Drops. Sweet or salty? One, two, three. 
Salty. Disney or Nickelodeon? One, two, three. Disney. Do aliens exist? Yes or no? One, two, three. Yes. To the aliens out there, hope you're doing okay. We are friends, not food. <laughs> Tune in to the glass chest. We post podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google, and Google Podcasts. Podcasts. Or you can just follow us on Instagram or whatever your alien world Instagram is. Or you can just follow us because if you found us, I assume you're already following us. Yeah. Like literally following us. All right, let's dive into some intermediate this or that. Maybe you might get the vibe of who we are if, if we're this. Or for that. And you can decide who your favorite is based on if you agree with their answer or not. <laughs> and please don't fight us on this. I don't have the emotional capacity to fight you. All complaints can be sent to our email at the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Gmail.com. It's the first question. It's a pretty standard one. And it's also really divisible. But Kelly, Apple or Android? I am team... Or because nice, <laughs> nice. Technically Android, but potentially Apple. Explain. Because and to all of you iPhone users, shut up. <laughs> 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 but please don't leave this podcast. But I need you to shut up for a second. Anyone who has ever dissed Android quality photos, shut up. <laughs> the first one I ever had was an iPhone, and I had that from grade. 9 to 11-ish. And then I've had an Android since grade 12 throughout my undergrad and like basically my master's. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I don't want to give out specific years, but like it, it's just been several years of Android. Yeah. I used to be really into watching tech videos. And so like I would always see phone comparison videos or like in-depth phone content videos on YouTube. And the Android quality... The value of an Android in terms of the price point and the functionality and the pictures that you can get outdoors was a lot more than what you can get with an iPhone and expandable storage. So you don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, I got to delete all of these memories to have more memories because I have trouble packing up my stuff. So just having another chip was really helpful. And so contrary to popular belief, Android quality phones are fine. It's just because of a software issue that it disrupts the quality of stuff you send on social media platforms such as Instagram and Snapchat. That's why it looks like a potato. However, <laughs> if you just take the pictures by itself and Android is fine. I do think Androids are better with outdoor quality versus indoor quality. Um, I think Apple is just a bit more consistent throughout. But yeah, however, I am considering on switching to Apple just because I have a MacBook and an iPad and just like airdropping is so fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, team... Android, but open to Apple and to anyone who's just team Apple and blind to the great qualities that an Android has, just shut up. <laughs> I feel like this might sound like a really hateful episode. <laughs> it's fine. What about you, Katrina? In this day and age, most smartphones, all smartphones, are on par with a lot of things. Like technology has come a long way, right? Mm. With like battery life and screen and dimming and camera and the People can fight me on the camera, but we've come a long way all around. I'm personally team Android. I've not had an iPhone since iPhone 4. So I do. <laughs> well, like 4S, but like, yeah. yeah. So I do understand Apple has come a long way with different things as well and layouts and all that. But what always really bothered me about Apple is how exclusive everything was, where once you had one, it was just so much easier to have everything else with it. Where if you had an Android phone, working with a Mac was virtually not impossible, but it was really, really hard. Like you had to download other software to do whatever. But if you have an iPhone and you have an Android or any other device, like they communicate somewhat other than Apple's stall points and not being compatible. So that, that was my biggest issue with Apple. I currently have uh, Windows and Google stuff. So those communicate really nicely. And I think my bias for Android comes from the fact that I'm so used to how integrated 
Google is into everything. And I know you can have Google on Apple stuff too, but they have like Safari and all their other stuff and it just gets in the way. And I just, yeah. (laughs) But I am, I do really like iPads. And I am open to Apple, definitely. But I don't think for a computer. I think I still prefer my not Apple. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. See, I was going to go the whole PC. I mean, okay, now we're not, we're kind of steering away from Apple versus Android, but I, I was leaning towards the Windows, Google, everything. I did have a Windows laptop of sorts at the beginning of undergrad, but then like three weeks in the key popped off and I was like, nice. Do I want to go down a hole of just researching various Microsoft stuff, Windows, Google? I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will just stick with old reliable MacBook. I'm not super, super tech tech. So like I don't need super, super functionalities that other um, laptops would provide that an app, a MacBook can't. So I've had a MacBook for a while, just got an iPad recently. And like I've been fine with the whole Android to MacBook situation. But I think ever since getting an iPad, I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> this is kind of a lot easier. Now my family members are all getting iPhones. And so I'm like, wait, iMessage. <sighs> yeah. We're both, so we're both, quote, quote, team Android open to Apple. Yeah, I think that's a rarity because I think most people our age, our demographic would probably lean more Apple. That's why it's important to have an open mind and do your research and not just blindly get an iPhone, even though I'm considering on getting an iPhone. Again, technology has come so far. Does it really matter? other than like minor conveniences anyways so the next question we have has been a question that's been boggling me for a couple of weeks since this year started morning or night Katrina you start off oh my gosh um morning but but oh I hate getting out of bed it's really hard for me to wake up I don't love being awake early in the morning (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, he's just got paused after you said, I don't like being awake. (laughs) Damn, who are you? (laughs) But I am the most productive in the morning, regardless of how tired or crabby I am. I will usually crash around like noon or two and I kind of hit my low productivity hours where I'm like, it would be nice to be outside right now, not focusing. And then like come night, I'm like, okay, we can be productive at night. We can do things at night. But then also I am a very sleep dependent human. Despite how little I sleep, I I like, I need my sleep. And just from a productivity perspective, I prefer the morning. But when I say morning, I don't mean like I'm getting up at four or five, six. Like I'm like seven or eight is nice. And then I usually tap out around. Okay. It depends. Have I had caffeine today or not? That would be the measure of... (laughs) And I kind of like my night to be my own, to be able to do the things that I want through my afternoon, to be like, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk. So morning-ish. Nice. (laughs) How about you, Kelly? I agree with a lot of the points you mentioned. I I mean, I think throughout, I'm just thinking school, but I have to wake up at a consistent time. So I didn't really have the opportunity to lean more towards one side over the other and then once you go into post-secondary schooling you kind of have some flexibility in your schedule and so then I think that was the opportunity to figure out if I was more morning or night person I kind of had to but also really loved being a morning person I was that person who would wake up at 5 30 I would be cranky for a bit but I would be fine (laughs) oh and then during the summer Summers were great. So my room leans towards a place where the sun rises and I like watching sunrises. And so I would be up before sunrise. And during the summer, that's that's pretty early. <laughs> but then that's too early. <laughs> yeah. But but then I think my schedule changed and I just stopped waking up to my alarms <laughs> and then the pandemic happen and you don't really need to wake up until the minute before your zoom class starts and then I was like you know what 
all of this hustle and bustle of everyone in the morning just stressed me out. So I was starting to lean towards the peace that night held. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I also realized I'm very much a sleep-dependent person. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or caffeine. Or it works. So caffeine doesn't really work on me. Oh. Not gonna lie, sleep doesn't work on me. Oh. <laughs> Like, I think I mentally need to know that I had seven, eight plus hours of sleep, even though I definitely do not get that on a regular basis. Do you have a sleep tracker? I did, point? but then my Fitbit broke because oh. it was stupid. I only had it for less than a year and then it Aww. just it just gave up on me. I had mine for like... You have yours for forever. Like four years ago? My God. Yeah, and it's still, it's still kicking. It's a little scratched, but... Is this like relatively... Like, do you think it's pretty accurate still? Okay, the heart rate thing is is a little questionable because it currently says my heart rate's one thirty one. I don't think it is. (laughs) Um, it's not one thirty one just based on my pulses. Um, so the heart rate not right, but the steps and the sleep tracking is fine. Oh, I hope my heart rate's not one thirty one. I haven't had any caffeine today. Not yet. Doesn't I do want to? check my sleep quality because I mean back then when I did have my Fitbit tracker I my my sleep quality was relatively consistent but because of how inconsistent my days I mean I want to know what my sleep quality is like because frankly it has not been high quality for a couple years well I mean you can do a sleep study and have your sleep assessed and sleep in a lab and let people watch you and your brain waves I'm good. <laughs> Unless I get, wait, technically you'd get paid for sleeping. Yeah. Anyone recruiting participants for sleep studies? I can do, I can do but, that. But oh, so my schedule doesn't really <laughs> have the space for me to sleep. Okay. Any, anyways. <laughs> so in conclusion, I was a very strong morning leaning towards night, but now kind of trying to be a morning person again, because now that things are operating in person, I kind of need to yeah. open my eyes yeah, and accept the world yeah. at 5.30 in the morning on a regular basis. <laughs> so that's fun. I'm trying. I feel like mornings aren't appreciated enough because I mean, like, yeah, you have that girl on the internet that's just like, I wake up at 430 every morning and then I, I walk my dog and I have a green smoothie and, and live my life, even though it's just for like posting on the internet yeah. that you're yeah. that girl. But I do think the morning offers that whole like, it's a new day. The birds are chirping. You see the sun peek across the horizon and maybe the clouds turn pretty colors. Sometimes it does, most of the times it doesn't. But on the occasion that it does, it's really nice. Yes. And there's just so much hope in that period before you actually have to like step into the real world and then it's all crushed. So like that morning of that period of just peacefulness is that that's why I do like mornings. It's just alarms. It's <laughs> I'm curious. Do you prefer calling or texting? Calling. Why? Because I have small, slow thumbs. <laughs> like, that's just a simple answer. Back when BBM, the BlackBerry Messenger, was a thing and everyone had a BlackBerry and was texting, I was just like, I'm not vibing with that because my thumb would just press <laughs> over like five keys per thumb. And it did. I mean, I didn't have a BlackBerry, but the whole idea of texting just did not seem appealing to me. And then once keyboards were actually more flexible and you could just have like the QWERTY board it just still seemed like I don't know how to get my message across <laughs> and I I have a lot of things to say with various tones and it's hard to like splice that up because I can either have all of my points across in one big text because I normally do that unless I'm close to you then I don't mind if it's like messy and I can send multiple texts but if I send multiple texts and if you say something in between then I'm going to lose my train of thought because I get distracted easily and it just does not seem like a good time either way through text yeah and so calling I don't have to worry about being left on red in a call because you're there (laughs) what about you also calling but my thing is I only text people 
but I fully agree with everything you said. Calming is more convenient with, you can hear tone. You don't have to think through what you're saying. <laughs> like, it sounds bad, but it's just, it's a smoother form of communication in my opinion. But I don't call people. And if I started to call people now, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, like she calls me now. I must be special. Like, no, you're, you're probably not special. not special. I'm just lazy. <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, okay, everyone, sorry. Everyone is special. I just don't want people to misinterpret things because, you know, people misinterpret things all the time, especially when you're a girl. But I just, to start calling randomly now, I feel like would would be weird. Like, I'll call people quickly if I'm trying to figure out, like, if we're meeting and I'm trying to figure out, okay, where are you? Or I'll call my mom or, like, that kind of stuff. But just to call on average. Another thing about calling it's hard to hang up sometimes because it's the bye, 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 like, bye. How do you end a phone call? But prefer calling current texting there. Interesting. <laughs> so in conclusion, um, you're not special if Katrina calls you <laughs> and don't expect a reply from me at all. <laughs> Even if you are close to me. I don't think we're bad people. <laughs> I would just rather meet you face to face. Which is hard to do in a pandemic. Yeah. And Zoom calls are great and all, but there is that slight lag. If you haven't noticed in all of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's not a great time there either. Okay, moving on to the next question. Big city or small town? And by small town, I mean like just a, a, a either small town slash rural, not big city. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I like trees. I need trees and green things and not yes. just a park where I can see the end of it in front of me. <laughs> big park. Yeah. But the convenient of the city outskirts of a city so you're near green things but you're not in the heart of it all I get really sad when all I'm surrounded by is like industrial buildings and skyscrapers I'm just like "Mm." (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I but also like if you have to drive an hour to get to the grocery store I'm irritated so true outskirts of a big city is that cheating out outskirts of the big city yep. that doesn't answer the question <laughs> i'm kidding that works that works um i think i would go big city with where i am in life at this moment and then small town when i'm ready for that but i'm a i'm a city girl you're a city <laughs> <laughs> so am i it's okay I like the accessibility that a big city holds. And I think like I did live in Toronto for quite some time, like not downtown Toronto, but because of my proximity to downtown Toronto, I was there a lot. And I don't know, something about like, I I, on one hand, I get the whole aspect that seeing all the buildings is just like, ugh, just a bunch of gray. But I think like that whole like crowd, and and I know people don't like crowds and obviously people definitely do not like crowds because COVID. But I actually like being surrounded by a lot of people because it's like there are all of these stories that are passing by me and it just feels like the environment is alive because you have all of these energies present. And so I do like the city aspect in that sense and the fact that it's like I can go get this here and I can walk a couple steps and get this here and there are so many different pockets of being fulfilled whether it's actually having an item that you wanted or an activity that is probably there so big city but I also really like camping like I really just I I I need to be away from car I think cars irritate me vehicles but everything aside from that I do I do like the city I do like trees though so big city but I I also like camping similar similar position then yeah this is coming out as a would you rather quote it's fine would you rather be embarrassed or be afraid Ooh, 
be embarrassed because oh man but I don't like being embarrassed (laughs) but it's like if I'm embarrassed then everyone else sees how embarrassing that is and then the aspect of a lot of people sharing this negative emotion of me sucks but then being afraid I feel like that will haunt me when I'm alone (laughs) and like is it scarier to deal with the pressures of people outside or the pressures inside my head and frankly the pressures inside of my head can't get scary so maybe I don't want to be afraid and I'll just stick to being embarrassed (laughs) yeah no that's fair it, I think it depends on the severity of how embarrassed are you and how afraid are you. But that aside, in general, I, I agree. I think I'd rather be embarrassed because you can embrace embarrassing and keep going. Or other people maybe will like, if you're surrounded by good people, they'll laugh with you, not at you. So you can still go. But when you're afraid, overcoming that mentally in yourself is really really hard to do anything and people can relate to being afraid or fearing different things but I think it would be harder to move forward when you're afraid than when you're embarrassed those are really good points follow up just quickly would you rather always be angry or sad sad why when I'm angry it's terrifying and no one outside of my household has seen me angry and I don't want anyone to see how I <laughs> when I'm angry. However, I think everyone's kind of used to me just giving sad girl vibes. <laughs> so that's not really like any different from my day to day. And I mean, like if I am angry, I will probably be sad in my anger. But I, if I'm already so sad, I really can't be angry at my okay. sadness. Yeah. Okay. There. Interesting. What about you? I angry. Because <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense to me. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I just go ahead. Go ahead. I think when I'm sad, I'm like sad. <laughs> like I'm. I'm. When I feel sadness, it is very strong. And I find it hard to motivate myself to do things when I'm sad. But when I'm angry, at least I could get myself to do things. It might be out of spite, but I can still do things. And I don't think my anger is necessarily as explosive. I think, I think that's also just because my default state of being is anger or like mild annoyance. So to just be is just like, okay, this is just... This is just how it is. You know Inside Out? Yes. The movie, I, and how there are different emotions in charge of your brain. Yeah, I'm definitely sadness. <laughs> I think I'm anger. So, yeah. We need to find joy. Why? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we can go find joy. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just really thinking because like, your answer really makes sense. To me or in general? To you. Okay. And I guess in general, and when you mentioned the whole inside out thing, I'm like, wait, because I've been told that I am the blues at (laughs) multiple locations. The thing is, like, I'm not actually sad. It's just because my eyes are droopy and because I'm always tired. Like, I always look sad. That's literally it. Oh my gosh. And like like how people have resting bitch face. I, ha- I have resting sad face. Like that's Aww. that's why people are always just like, yo, Kelly, are you, are you good? Like you, I, you I okay? am. I just I have a sad looking face. Okay, so you're sad and I'm angry. Cool. Nice. Great mix. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. This this question's a bit deep, but it's we're we're leaving it for an intermediate round. Do you believe that soulmates exist? Yes or no? And by soulmates, I mean it in the context of just like someone destined to be in your life in the context of friendships or just people in general, maybe a partner of sorts. No, I think we like to romanticize the idea of there being one person that's for you in a romantic sense or one person who's your best friend forever because you're supposed to be best friends. But I don't. And you can hold long term relationships in general, obviously, because 
people do, but I don't think there is one person or a set number of people who would be made for you or whatever, because you're a reflection of the people around you. I think you would find that no matter who was around you. So I, I'd like to say yes, because it's warm and mushy, but I, I don't think so because I don't think they are. I think they're made. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that point. They just aren't are, but they're made. <laughs> what do you think, Kelly? I think the concept of it, or at least the way I envision it, does exist somewhere for some people, but not for everyone. Sometimes I see two friends or a couple and I'm like, yo, y'all, God put two and two and made, stay true, stay, t- stay two. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I don't think of it like super, super seriously, but I think some people are just really meant to be with each other in the sense of like, yo, like your like friendship compatibility, y'all are, y'all are soulmates. <laughs> But I don't think everyone is destined to have that one person in their life. And like multiple soulmates could exist, but that might, it does not have that same like heaviness if you were to say that multiple soulmates exist for people. Mm -hmm. I think they exist to some capacity. That makes sense. Yeah. I I sound so pessimistic when I say that, but I just, yeah. (laughs) I I think (laughs) that, no, but I think the way you wrapped it up with that last sentence that they're not they're made because it takes time to develop a relationship of sorts and then you realize whoa y'all soulmates yeah (laughs) (laughs) branching off that with people would you rather have people around you take everything too seriously or nothing seriously oh god (laughs) (laughs) i think i'll say have people around me take everything too seriously. Why? Because if they don't take me seriously, then I'll be sad. <laughs> if they take everything too seriously, well, I got to find something better to cope. With. I don't know. I, if, if I have something that's really important to me that I need to address and it's not being taken seriously... I feel like the the detrimental effects I'll feel just seeing that effect on others towards, is this making sense? Yes. (laughs) Um, I think that will hurt me more than if people were just to think that I'm boring because they take everything too seriously. What about you? I would also rather people take everything too seriously for similar reasons where for things that are actually important, I would like someone to actually pay attention to that like oh you know like someone's having a heart attack we need to call an ambulance to laugh that off is kind of an issue and like to take nothing seriously like I'm not a funny person so I feel like I don't lose anything by not saying take nothing seriously because you'd like laugh that off me like haha whatever like I'm not funny so I already don't get that response so just take everything seriously so that things actually get done but then you also hit the extreme of like everything is taken too seriously where you're like, I stubbed my toe, it hurts so much. And then people are like, did you break it? Like the oh, extremes, no. right? But I do think for general safety of everyone, it's nicer that people take things too seriously than nothing. They're both really dangerous extremes though. So mm-hmm. yeah. That was a good question. <laughs> the next one that I have for you is would you rather visit 10 years into the future or past I think 10 years into the future but honestly neither because the past doesn't I don't need to know what happened 10 years in the past it it happened but 10 years in the future I'm just gonna see where things potentially are gonna go and like do I want to know that? And also, if I, if I know that, does that, and then I come back to this current time, does that mean that I might change what the future is anyway? So it was the value in me seeing what the future was if I have the potential to change it because that's not what's going to be there anyways. <laughs> did that make sense? It did. I'm just getting stressed. I kind of forgot how stressful this question can be. <laughs> Fair, but between the two, I think 10 years into the future. 
because that would tell me things that I currently don't know. I already know my past. Well, I guess you could go past like anyone else's past. But again, I still think the future because that hasn't happened yet. The past has already happened. You can't change it. Interesting. I think when I wrote this question out, the default was, yeah, future. Because like you said, I've already experienced the past. So we don't want to go through that again. But then the future is also like, like it can go, it can go deep in very different ways. I can either have an amazing future or the opposite. And if it's the opposite, I'd rather not know that. But then part of me is also just like, Kelly, you're the type to make the best out of any situation. You should be fine, right? But I mean, I keep telling people I'm fine and like, will future Kelly also be fine? Like actually fine or fine? I hope so. I hope so too. Dear future Kelly, if you're listening to this podcast, 10 years later, hope you're good. I will be seeing you because I want to see you and I hope you're worth seeing. So yeah, I'm going to go 10 years into the future. But if I were to go 10 years to the past, I wouldn't mind that either. I think me 10 years ago, like I have field trips and stuff. (laughs) I would not like to go 10 years in the past. That brings us to 2011. That was not a good time. So we're... <laughs> no. Wait, 2012. Oh, 20... oh, geez. <laughs> geez. That still wasn't a good year, though. So, no. Yeah. Geez, yeah, 2012. Um, It's fine. My last intermediate question is, would you rather be the heartbreaker or heartbroken? Heartbroken. Why? Because clearly I can deal with being sad, (laughs) but I feel terrible for making other people sad. Yeah, same. I'd rather be heartbroken because I can deal with it myself and I can there I can control the situation then because if I'm heartbroken, I can put as much distance between myself and that person metaphorically and physically as I need to. But when you're the heartbreaker, Like, you can try to distance yourself, but that doesn't change what the other person might do. So, yeah, I I like to have control of the sad. This is so sad. (laughs) I think for the most part, I hear a lot of people prefer being heartbroken because they feel guilty about being the heartbreaker. But the other thing, too, is that if you are in the position of being the heartbreaker, you need to emphasize that you shouldn't have to feel guilty because sometimes you just have to do what you have do for Mm -hmm. you and I think sometimes people get labeled heartbreaker by the people who are heartbroken even if they didn't actually right so yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right next question sight or sound to to keep to enhance to lose to what sight or sound okay and i am i wish i could say sound because i like hearing things but i'm gonna say sight because we are sight dependent humans it is the only sense i forget the word that is it's the only sense that we have where we don't have to interact with the matter directly to know things about it we can see further than we can hear we can't, I can't tell you anything about this computer touch-wise unless I actually touch it. I can tell you the color and the size without interacting with it beyond looking at it. So because of that, I'm going to say sight. And we're also, as someone who is a sighted individual, to lose that at this point would be really hard. I know your other hands is kicking and stuff, but I don't know to have at one point known what colors was and to lose that if I don't have to. That was well explained. I completely forgot as if I haven't had all of these senses that yes, sight is a sense that isn't dependent on directly interacting with the thing it needs to interact with. Wow. That being said, I'm also team sight. (laughs) I think even from an artistic standpoint, I cannot produce sounds in a way that is worth hearing. Not to say that I can produce visual stuff that's worth looking at, but 
my stronger suits within the arts were towards the visual arts compared to like I cannot keep a beat like a rhythm or like I still don't know like you know all of those hand games or like when you do like the yeah like when you're yeah. clapping or like when you yeah. have to do like the fist to the yeah or you know the cup song I, I can't you I can't, can't do, do that. that I can't do that okay. <laughs> so in terms of the sense that I prefer in the sense that I am stronger with it is sight and I just I like looking at things and I wasn't as into it took me a while to get finding the type of music that I like to listen to because mm-hmm. I kind of just listen to whatever but like at least sight-wise I knew what I wanted to see sound was a thing that I it took longer for me to develop as to what my preferences were so mm-hmm. sights interesting I think if you lost sight it, it would be very it's hard for everybody, but it would be also interesting learning how to navigate again without sight. And because we are now cognizant beings as adults, you'd probably be able to somewhat tell the heightening of other senses. And I think that would be kind of cool. Despite how you got to that point, that part would be cool. Yeah, I agree. We now have some more serious questions, or we think they're serious. Mm. (laughs) I'll start us off with, in your opinion, is love a strength or a weakness? For the record, Katrina's held back from asking me this question for like an eternity. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I know what your answer is. Okay. My answer is going to be that love is a strength. Okay. Why? I think love is a strength because it guides a lot of positive actions into the world. And that with whatever struggles you experience, love can help be that anchor to get you out of those negative experiences, whether it's like, love for yourself at that very moment or love for your future self like you're going to get through this because your future self will thank you or or if it's love for your family like you're doing all these things for your family or love for your friends or love for that activity itself and seeing you progress with that activity or work or whatever you're doing I think love can help guide you and be a sense of cushion and support through anything and every not not necessarily but I, I think it helps a lot to have love and the world operates with having some degree of affection otherwise what's the point yeah that makes sense and what, what do you think my answer is see I don't want to say it and then be wrong <laughs> I, well, I personally, for me, I want to know what you think. It's just. <laughs> it's kind of have pessimistic tendencies. Like, it's just like, I feel like this girl's going to say weakness because I know she can justify how it is a weakness because I recognize that it is a weakness. But then who knows? Maybe you might switch it up and actually say it's a strength or whatever. So, love is a strength. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. Everyone I've ever posed this question to has said love is a strength. I think love is a weakness. Ooh, no, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that people are better together and that, like Kelly said, the world functions on having some form of affection or altruistic intentions of helping other people. But when you have, when you form strong relationships with other people and stuff, it makes you compromise things that you maybe want because a relationship is compromising and meeting in between and stuff. And when you love someone or something, it gives people a weak point if they were trying to attack you or take you down or manipulate or whatever. It gives someone ground to 
hurt you with, I guess. And the more things that you love, the more that you have to lose. And <laughs> if you guys could see Kelly's face right now. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that love or affection or caring for things is bad, but I do think it makes you softer. It does make you be able to, it makes you empathetic and sympathetic towards people. In business terms, you have to be cutthroat. Sometimes you don't have the luxury to care to get business off the ground sometimes. And that's not maybe a good model to follow, but caring about things makes you weak there. And if you don't feel anything to begin with, you won't feel the hurt either. So, but I do think loving and caring for things is part of the human experience. And it's important to have those relationships that you build with other people. You build memories. It develops your character and personal, helps your personal growth and it makes you a better person loving others and being in these types of relations with others. But I still think it's a weakness. Yeah, I figured you'd say something like that. <laughs> it makes sense. No, no, no. I think that makes a lot of sense. And because um, love is a vulnerable thing and vulnerability is, there, there's strength and vulnerability, but there's also weakness and vulnerability. Yeah. And it just, yeah. To add on, I think, Unfortunately, yes, the world operates with this whole cutthroat business model and that technically in order to survive, you kind of have to shut down any sort of emotion. However, I think in order to have a sustainable, healthy model, we do need to have all of the fluff and care and support. And society is slowly hoping to shift towards having that sense of mushy gushy because we need people to care care yeah and work without feeling like they hate everything because with love it yeah. can be a brighter world you know that i i fully get it it makes sense yeah no, I, I think like with the state with how everything is like it makes sense that love is a weakness but I hope that we can utilize love as a strength because I think that's what is more sustaining to your physical and mental well-being yeah it's fair it's important regardless of if you think it's a strength or weakness mm -hmm. okay cool now that we have that question that's been burning at the back of your brain for like god knows how <laughs> would you prefer a painful truth or a comforting lie painful truth I'd rather know even if it hurts even if I'm angry or sad or regardless of my reaction I hope I would have the whereabouts to contain that because it's not the person who's telling me it's not necessarily their fault that they're that what they're telling me is what it is but I would rather know that makes sense yeah, I think I would also say painful truth uh, because I might need that truth in order to operate functionally before it's too late because I've been dealt with a comforting lie. Mm -hmm. However, realistically speaking, I think I lean more towards getting comforting lies because I am a soft being who might not be able to handle the truth. But considering how sad I am all the time, Maybe a painful truth will be okay after all. <laughs> yeah. There's a time and place for both. Like there would definitely be a point in time where like a painful truth would just push me over the edge and I would just like, oh, but on yeah. average. Next question. When finding out, I hope no one has to go through this, but I know it happens. We all know what happens. When finding out, your significant other is cheating on you, would you rather find out directly yourself, like catch them, or would you rather it's a friend who tells you? Directly from them. Because I can just deal with that myself so that we can fight them. Okay. No, I think, I, well, yes, but 
I think finding from a friend just hurts even more because it's like, how long did they potentially withhold that information? And just having another party into the situation, just like, shoot, I have to consider so many factors as to like, okay, now my friend knows, how do I converse with them? That's just like more conversations to have than necessary. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd rather just deal with it myself and just be, this episode's just realizing I'm good with being sad by myself in some aspects. Oh no. Yeah, I'll just deal with it myself. But either way, the situation sucks. And I would hope that if, I would not hope to be in the situation. However, in the event that it happens, I would need, I, I would prefer to have the people around me tell me that rather than just like leaving it at the back of their mind for a long, long time. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I'd rather find out myself similar to what you said, when another person knows, that's another person involved. And my issues within my relationship are between me and my significant other. I appreciate that my friend has told me. But then, yeah, it's another party involved in that. And then they're like, oh, like, did you talk to them? Or like, I don't know what you want to do. But And I'm just like, this is between me and them. Thank you for telling me. But it just makes things more complicated. And also, when you find out from a friend, it's how long have you known? It's do you trust your friend? Are you going to trust your friend over your significant other? Who's going to deny it? What are the intent? Like, it's a lot. And the other thing is when a friend tells you, then you know, but your your significant other doesn't know that you know. And how long do you go before bringing that up with them? Do you bring that up the next time you see them? But what if it's an important event or something? Like, do you just hit them with, bam, like. Hey, you know what? Yeah. And then, like, you're just going to personally, you're going to have all these emotions about it, but you're not necessarily going to, like, say to your person immediately when you find out, I have all these emotions right now. Because if they're not, if they're at work or something, you can't just open that dialogue then. Like, that's not fair to them. So I'd rather find out myself because you deal with it directly then instead of having to be like, I have to bring it up like, hey, my friend saw you doing whatever. Or how do you start that conversation? Yeah, I think finding out directly hurts more short term, but then finding out indirectly from a friend hurts longer. I agree. That makes sense. And in conclusion, just don't cheat. Duh. If you're having issues, talk to your significant other. You should be able to talk about things. All right. Cool. Well, this these were a lot of painful questions. So I'm going to end it off strong with our final serious question. Oh, boy. Fate or free will? You've been dying to ask this question too. Yeah, I've even incorporated it in the other episodes. You can check out episode three. You can check out episode three, Risk and Reward, just to hear us ask the question, not actually answer. But now we're going to answer it. Katrina, fate or free will? Five, I don't know. Four. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody told me this was a test. I, I genuinely don't know. I would like to say free will, but. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. We can just try to justify both. (laughs) If you do feel ways about, or if you feel like you can justify both. Cause I think, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can, because I don't know. I like, I, I, there are just so many things that I don't know. And with, with the whole school of thought where it's like, there is a fate, but like, if you're religious, God has given you free will to choose certain things, but there still is fate. Like, how can those two things coexist? And I, the way I took it from that perspective is you have free will as an individual right now, but there still is a fate as in God knows all of the potential endings to all of the choices you could possibly make. Yes. So they coexist that way. But I, I don't know. I could see you getting so stressed <laughs> over this. Or yeah, like no matter what you choose, 
the ending for all of the choices that you could possibly make is already written. That's how I take it, I think. But sometimes I don't think, so I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Kelly? Honestly, pretty similar to you. There are some things where I kind of treat it like because I take on various things and I'm open to so many things, I like to think I have free will in that sense. And I guess proactive free will, reactive fate. Okay. So proactive free will in the sense of like, cool, I can do these things. Might end up like this, but you know, I'm going to go for it. It's fine. And then once the thing happens or once certain news or certain things happen of sorts, I'm like, yeah, that was definitely fate. But God came through. So it's like pockets of free will and pockets of fate, which doesn't technically make sense. But that's how my brain has been processing this information. Yeah, no, I, I think I get what you mean. It. I don't know. Does anyone know? If you do know, let us might... know. I don't know if I want them to, to tell me, though. Yeah, okay. Fair. It's important to have an open mind when you're approaching anything, but I think theological discussions like this to be able to hear both sides. Mm. And I think that goes even with all questions. This or that to keep an open mind because even though we do have our differences they all can be justified in a certain degree and I think it helps to open up that dialogue because you might realize stuff about a certain side that you wouldn't have realized otherwise yeah and part of me wishes we disagreed on some of these a bit more like maybe not the like serious quote quote moral ones but like if we disagreed a bit, it would be interesting to see. But I think we had similar fields of thought. Yeah, we need to, maybe we might revisit of this or that with the more opposing views. Red or blue? Uh, uh, one, two, three. Blue. Purple. Oh. <laughs> I think that was, I think that was, <laughs> that was the cool intro. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, but like, I'm right. Like, I actually would choose red over blue. Huh, Interesting. So I guess that's where we differ. Why blue? It's just my favorite color. I find blue is very calming. I think blues are a very flattering color on almost everyone. Blue is the color of the sky and the ocean. It's pretty naturally occurring. It's calming to look at, even when you write in pen. You're like slowly shifting me towards team blue now. <laughs> <laughs> But red is red is an energizing color. It stimulates appetite. Um, it usually means summer and more positive emotions than blue does. But yeah, we might I don't know, we might revisit this hopefully with um, or maybe with some differing opinions on stuff. And if people have interesting this or that questions, we're always open to hear them. Yes, please DM us or, yeah, we'll probably pose this question some way. And if you have any opposing thoughts to any of the stuff we said, let us know. I'm curious. But also, like, say it nicely. Because you need compassion to make the world go around. And I'm soft. <laughs> or you can just add to Kelly's sadness. <laughs> or you can fuel Katrina's anger. Just perpetual. <laughs> yeah that brings us to the end of this episode of this or that it might not have been as this or that as you would have hoped katrina and i didn't fight yet but if you want to see us fight <laughs> send us some spicy this or that so that we might disagree on yeah i know but at the end of the day i hope this opens up some sort of dialogue of Con potentially contrasting opinions maybe ask your friends this or your significant other this or your family this or just ask anyone these questions and at the end of the day i hope if you got nothing else out of this i hope it was somewhat entertaining 
If you'd like to keep up with us, feel free to follow us on Instagram at The Glass Chest. At the end of the day, we've all got some stuff we want to get off our chest. Until next week, stay Stay glassy. glassy.